Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. Is there a way to break free from all of the negativity going on today? What does Gary Vaynerchuk have to say about the people who attack him? And what would you be doing with your life if you weren't afraid of what others may say? You may know George Resch as Tank Sinatra, the guy who uses humor to reach over a million people every day. Today, we're gonna talk about trolls, what it means to have your head up your ass, and how we can train ourselves to see the good all around us. Welcome to The New Man. Today we're talking with George Resch. He's better known as Tank Sinatra on Instagram. He's got over 1.2 million followers, and he's written a book called Happy is the New Rich. It's available now. George, thanks for talking today. Thank you for having me, Trev. Very excited to be here. Yeah, so let's get a little background on you. You're a husband, you're a father, and are you still holding down a day job these days? Um, I actually am, yeah. I'm... Um I'm like the I'm super busy. I never thought I would be this busy. I always thought I was kind of like a lazy person, but looking at the way my life is now, I just, I don't think I was lazy. I just think I didn't have enough stuff to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Enough stuff that, that, that kept your interest that you wanted to keep going. Exactly. I always wondered how entrepreneurs and, and the hustler types stayed busy. And I, I guess you got to just, uh, you got to like create your own things. And sometimes it takes a while for things to get going. And it took a while for me to get, this going, but it's going now and you know, it's going really well. It's going expanding quickly. It's reaching a lot of people and I'm very, very fulfilled by it, but I do still have my day job. So let's, let's rewind here. So if, for those of, of the folks out there that are listening, aren't familiar with what you do, uh, give us a, what's the, what, how do you describe what you do to people? Oh man, I don't, I don't, I guess, I mean, the reason I'm known or the reason we're talking and you reached out to me is because I've, I've figured out a way to reach people on the internet through humor and, that was my first foray into the world of being public and putting my thoughts out there was I started making my own memes on the internet in a time when um, people were being chastised and being like, you know, I hate to use the word crucified because it's so dramatic and extreme, but basically people were being um, vilified for reposting humorous content that wasn't there. So while that was all going on, 
I was quietly kind of plugging away, making my own jokes and making my own memes. And it helped me uh, build my account rather quickly because I think people were starting to get wind of the fact that these memes that you see everywhere originate from somewhere. They don't originate out of the Internet. They're not born of the Internet. They're born of people's sense of humor. So I became known as one of the top like original creators of memes on the Internet, if not the top. Okay. I could be so be so humble. Yeah, you're the you're the cream of the, of the crop here. So I'm the man, dude. <laughs> so, and so a meme for those aren't maybe that aren't in, uh, you know up to speed on a meme. It's essentially a a picture with some kind of a, a funny comment. There's some irony in there. Is was that how you is that a safe way to describe it? Yeah, yeah. It's basically just I see a picture and I read into it a little more than the average person, and I try and pull some kind of background that doesn't exist or, or may or may not exist and caption it as such with some kind of funny, relatable, humorous content. The bottom line is if if it strikes a nerve in you and you say, ha, ah, I felt like that, and that's also a funny picture, and it does look like the dog is thinking that, then you laugh and you like it, and then you share it, and that's how I grow, my right. page. Have, have you ever thought about how many people are looking at your work while they're on the in the bathroom? Um, yeah, of course, like 99%, I would say. It's mostly, yeah, the majority of people are meeting me on the toilet. All right, all right. Yeah, I just, I just had to slide that one in there. Um, you mentioned <laughs> getting vilified, crucified is a strong word, but, you know, so many of the people that I talk to, they, they've got this big sense of, like, I want to do this with my life, but the thing that's holding back a lot of them is that they're so worried about what others are going to say, and and they're afraid of the haters, they're afraid of the criticism, they're not even afraid of one specific person, it's just them they they are going to say something those people the world is going to come yeah. down on me you post stuff in an effort to just make people laugh and yet there's some there's inevitably going to be people on every post that are going to try and come at you and be discouraging about it I, i'm curious what you've learned about dealing with trolls and haters so I'll, I'll be honest with you because i'm a creative sensitive person it does get to me sometimes it really depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Once you get to a certain point, you're supposed to not care and you're supposed to not be affected by people coming at you with negativity. And sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not. It depends on my mood. Um, but I will say that there was a point in time where no matter what kind of mood I was in, uh, somebody coming at me with negativity would make it worse and I couldn't control it. So, you know, to deal with them, the best way to deal with them is to not deal with them, right? So to just not give them any attention, mm -hmm. but that's very difficult. And, you know, I, I actually had a, a conversation with, with uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, who was one of my heroes. The guy is just, he's, he's put himself out there so much and he's so exposed and so, you know, open to people just obliterating him. And I asked him, I said, how do you deal with the people that are just nasty for no reason? He goes, well, I feel bad for them. And I'm like, but do you care about what they say? He's like, yeah. I said, but so how come you don't do anything? He goes, it's, I, I don't care. Like, so you do care, but you don't care. He goes, yeah. And I was like, all right. So what I realized is that this guy has 10 years more experience than I do dealing with this kind of stuff. So I think it just takes practice. And listen, if, if you're going to let what other people think of you dictate how you act in any area of your life, you're going to have a hard time, especially on the internet when it's strangers and their opinion really doesn't mean anything. A lot of them are just, you know, out of 1.2 million people, there's a good chance somebody that follows me is going to be having a bad day and want to take it out on somebody. And mm -hmm. I'm going to be it sometimes. Yeah. I just appreciate that. Cause I just I hear so many of us are just waiting to live our best lives. We're waiting for complete certainty. We're waiting for everything to be safe. We're waiting for everybody to be lined up and have our back on things. And that's just not going to happen. 
when you started doing this work, were you scared to post things? Do you remember that fear? You know what? The the page grew so gradually. I guess my my tolerance level for what um, what I thought about before I posted. The only thing I've ever considered is the fact that like I want the rock to follow me, but I also don't want the rock to follow me because I don't know if I would think about what I post before I post it if I know he's going to see it. <laughs> Are you going to get to get the eyebrow you know or not? I mean? You don't know if you're going to get the eyebrow. You... Yeah, should I use the F word? Is he going to be offended? <laughs> should I make a joke about muscles? Like, I, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't even, I don't need that kind of pressure. So, like, I welcome it. The Rock, you're uh, you're welcome to follow me, but just know that you're not going to like everything I post. I know he listens to this. So. There's something deeper there, right? Because it's just like, am I going to do what's true for me or am I going to start to cater to people? Am I going to cater to the trolls and cater to the haters or am I going to cater to other folks to try to get them to like me? It's not my voice. It's not what I have to say. Sure. Well, yeah. you know what's funny? Because I've done, I've done some ads on my page and inevitably, like... This isn't punk rock, dude. Like, you can't call me a sellout. It's a, it's a platform that people want to get, you know, their product in front of. So, you know, if I do an ad, inevitably, again, people will say, call me a sellout. That's not a sellout to me. A sellout is somebody who posts a picture of a dog, a cute puppy, with a lame caption just so they can get likes on their, on their page and feel better about themselves. That, to me, is more of a sellout than anybody else. When you're safe with your content and you're... you're within confines that you know is not going to bet anybody that's being a sellout. I like pushing the bounds. I've made, I've made racist jokes, sexist jokes, and I'm not like one of those people who feels like political correctness is bad all the time, because I don't think there's anything wrong with being nice to each other. I think that's really cool when you're nice and considerate of what other people's struggles might be like, but you've had one life and you have one perspective. And if you can see a couple of other people's perspectives, you're doing great. You can't see everybody's perspective. Someone's always going to be upset. You write a book. You can put two years of your life into writing a book. Somebody's going to take something the wrong way on yeah. a certain day. doesn't have to be in general, but you're going to catch the wrong person on the wrong day every day. It's just going to be a different person on a different day. Yeah. And I think the thing that I'm taking away from it is we got to be honest with our own uh, you know, perspectives, be open to other perspectives um, not get sucked into the drama like, oh, automatically that person's the victim and I'm the villain. Uh, but, uh, you know, ultimately it leads to a, a better discourse. It leads to like, hey, well, let's see. Let's see if there's something here or I can learn something and grow from it. And then also not get sucked into if somebody's pissed off, I'm done the worst thing in the world here. Yeah, because you know what, Trip? Just because I get upset at something that somebody did doesn't mean that they did anything wrong. It's my fault. If I'm, I forgot who said it, but somebody said, if you're if you get offended by something somebody says, you're complicit in the offense hmm. because you're agreeing to be offended. Right. It's a choice. It's a choice to be offended. Exactly. Like if like if my wife says something that's off color because she just delivered a baby and her hormones are out of whack and I don't and I agree to argue with her or engage in some kind of argument, I'm complicit in the argument because I should take responsibility for my own actions and reactions to external stimuli, no matter whether they caught me off guard or not. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm not on my game that day and my, my wife says something that I'm like, and she's done it every day for the last five years, but for some reason she does it today and it pisses me off. Whose fault could that possibly be? It has to be my fault because it's happened every day for the past five years and now I'm going to decide it's a problem. Whose fault is that? It's got to be mine. Okay. I like that. Um, let's switch gears because the reason why I really wanted to talk to you today was because you recently started a feed called Tanks Good News. And so 
I mean, I've just noticed a pattern in my own life where there's a cycle where the more bleak and the dark things seem, the more we tend to kind of get sucked in and towards the media. And so they, it makes sense that they're going to try and pump out more of the darkest, bleakest stuff in order to keep us watching so they can sell ads and make money. And so if I stop consuming that crap and actually connect with the people around me, even people I don't know, then my experience of the world actually improves dramatically. Uh, most of us have trained our brains to seek out threats and seek out negative information, to seek out injustice. It's what catches our attention. It's what keeps it. Uh, I yeah. was really excited to see when you started this this feed called Tanks Good News. Well, first off, I mean, what what is Tanks Good News? Do, explain it to us. Tanks Good News is just a feed that where I, I try to highlight stuff that went right in the world, whether it happened today, six months ago, 10 years ago. I mean, the new the word news is somewhat of a misnomer because it doesn't have to be new. It's just like if it's new to you, it's news. If you haven't if you don't know about this, then it's news. And even if you have heard about it, maybe you need a reminder. So there's literally nothing that's off limits on this page as long as it highlights the best of what people are up to. And basically, it was born out of a couple of things. I, I realized I had a website a couple of years ago called IFoundMoneyToday.com, where basically I would leave $5 around New York City and take pictures of it and write a story. And it was like just a little gift to people because to find $5 is a little bit of a day changer. It's not like $1,000, but it's five bucks. It's a cup of coffee. And mm -hmm. then you didn't have it before. So what happened was when I started putting that out into the world, the people that started seeking me out were totally different than the people I had been interacting with uh, prior to that on the internet. And it's just like, how so, what do you mean? Like people would find my page and just be like, Oh, yo, I'm, um, the, the best and biggest guy that I met out of that was this guy, Charlie Johnson, who was running the pay it forward initiative where he would go around to schools and teach kids about, you know, the, the power of doing something kind and unrepayable for, to, to somebody and I, how it changes your day. And it's, Basically, when you're if you're two eyeballs, like you just said, I don't I, listen. I don't even blame the mainstream media for doing what they do. It's us. It's our fault. It's on us. Mm -hmm. It can't be them. They're just doing like when Donald Trump was getting crazier and crazier during the election. I didn't. I didn't blame him for getting crazier and crazier. Every time he said something crazy, the people went nuts. What are you going to do next time you go on stage? You're going to try and up that. So the mainstream media has just done a good job of manipulating us and capitalizing on our evolutionary traits, like you said, like if you were not, if you were back in the day and you weren't good at reminding yourself of negative experiences and looking for bad shit, you didn't survive. So where it plays no part in our, in our life today, for the most part, we're still wired that way. So if there's a threat, we tend to register that a little bit higher on the scale of importance. So we'll remember it for next time. What happens is you get this adrenal response and your mouth gets dry and your heart starts beating and then you start feeling something. It's it bad, but at least you're feeling something. You're feeling alive. And then you associate that with watching the news. You feel alive when you watch the news. Doesn't matter that it's bad. You mm -hmm. feel something. Then they send you to commercial. Then you associate Target or Walmart with that feeling. So then you start, you know, it's like this this crazy cycle that we're caught in that I wanted to personally break. I'm not trying to, you know, change the world, but for me, what it's done is it's forced me to look for the day. Uh throughout the day for things that people have done that are good rather than like, it's, and it's not even people out there. Like, you know, like babies get hurt, people get hurt, fires start, car accidents happen. We know that. So why is that more important than somebody donating 
uh, half their salary to uh, people that need it down in Texas. Why does why does the baby dying take precedence over that? Mm-hmm. It shouldn't, but it does. And my goal is to at least level it out. You know what I mean? At yeah. least even out the playing field and say, yeah, listen, you watch the news at 10 o'clock. You got a half an hour to tell people what happened. That's what you chose to tell them. I don't know why, but you got a half an hour to tell us what happened that day. And this is what you want to talk about. I want to talk about this. Yeah. And it doesn't take away from what I'm not trying to pretend the bad stuff didn't happen. I'm just saying, listen, this this also happened. And this was like incredible. Yeah, this changed people's lives for the better. Yeah, yeah. And so there seems to be some resistance to seeking good news as if, like you said, we're going to let our guard down and something's going to something bad might happen if we actually start to look for good things out there. Was it challenging for you? Did you feel like you were pushing against the grain to start this feed and start to share it with the world? No, the exact opposite. The It was. And that's why I got so excited by it, because this is so you asked before, is there something that, you know, do I think about stuff that I post before I post it? Um, the first couple of times, uh, I posted about this or I posted about tanks, good news on my tanks and Atra page. The first night, the page grew by 30,000 followers overnight. The second page, the second day, the page, the page grew by another 30,000 followers. Then it dipped down to about 10, even growing by 10,000 followers a day is about 10 times what I do on my normal page. And the reaction let me know, okay, this is something that people are ready for because I've had this thought for a long time that I wanted to do something like this, but I just didn't have the platform to launch it. So once I put it out there, the resistance was, but it's funny because even in the comments, like there was um, a story where Mandalay Bay donated $3 million to the victims of the shooting that just happened. Right. Mm -hmm. And somebody was like, that's not enough. This will never, you know, it'll never uh, take, give the, the people's lives back. And, And it's like, I know that man, I know. But in this horrible, horrible thing that happened, here's a little something that went right. It's not even, I'm not even trying to highlight what went right throughout the day. I'm trying to highlight what went right in a horrible circumstance. I don't want to talk about the bad shit that happened. We all know that people died and that lives were affected irrevocably and nobody will ever be the same that was at that concert. We, we know that, but here's a little glimmer of light and some people, and I don't blame them, they just can't see it. They're just like, no, it's not good enough. Okay, I get it. It'll never be good enough for them, right? They'll, they'll always, no. Yeah, okay. I think that's interesting. No. I'm curious how looking, because you've got to go out and find these stories now. So how has that process impacted you and your view of the world, going out and looking for the good stuff? Oh, it's, I don't want to sound too dramatic, but it changed my life. So let's get dramatic. I mean, and it did. Yeah, that's what I want to hear because it's amazing. It's as simple as what kind of result you, it's the difference between what kind of results you would get on Google if you typed in what went right today and what went wrong today. So imagine my brain is like a search engine and I'm constantly trying to find out what went right today. Of course, that's going to change my perspective. Not only that, the people who are trying to source content from me, like the people that, um, that follow the page that want to get something they sent posted, they're looking for, for what went right throughout the day also now. So not only is my life a little different, I'm, a, I'm like having a real effect on people out there because it's not about, I, this account is not about showing you what went right during the day. It's about making, it's about inspiring you to look for what went right mm-hmm. during the day. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to just have an effect on you for a split second while you throw through the, scroll through the feed. I want, this page to show you that 
there are good things happening every day and they're out there if you just look for them. And that's all you have to do. Yeah. There's so much negativity out there. That's it. I, that's the part that I see is like, you know, we, we grow, whatever we, we're practicing, right? We're practicing looking for negativity. We're practicing looking for injustice and we'll certainly find it. And I don't think that's ever, we have to ever worry about not seeing it, but the, we do have to practice gratitude. We do have to practice seeing how things are going well. And I've noticed that the, the less I pay attention to this kind of crap out there, the more that I actually see how great things are going in, in, in life. And uh, that's why I appreciated this feed is that it, it's just, I mean, I mean, just yesterday I was scrolling through and you, you posted something from the football game. It's right next to the children's hospital. And I was like, oh, oh, damn dude. it, I'm going to cry. Like, I'm just like, not damn it. You know, I'm <laughs> watching this and I'm like, I could feel it coming on. I'm like, oh man, all they're doing is just waving at the kids. And I'm like, I'm getting choked up now just thinking about it. I was like, this is it. Like this, but this is what we need is like something to kind of melt our hearts and kind of help us remind us that we're all human and that we're not, we're not, we don't need to demonize each other. We're, we're, you know, when it comes down to it, really, we really want most of the same things. And, uh, and we got to look out for one another. I appreciate that. Yeah, bro. Imagine being a parent and you find out your child has leukemia and they're sitting there. They're just so sad. Not because they're sick, because kids are amazing. They don't even know that they're sick. Like they know they're sick, but they don't know. They don't realize the gravity of the situation they're in. And their boredom is thwarted by having 60,000 people or however many people it is wave at them for a couple of minutes a week. Like, that's beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. The fact that somebody thought, you know what, there's a children's hospital right there. I think that at some point during the game, we should all wave to them. That's how I see. And everybody was on board. Nobody fought it because I think everybody is so thirsty and so craving positivity right now. That's why my page is doing what it's doing. That's why that trend took off. I think, I hope, dude, I hope so deeply that there's a shift in people's consciousness. Again, not to pretend that it's all good. I don't, I'm not talking about being Pollyanna, but you know, you can have your head in the sand or you can have your head in your ass. Like the people that think that everything's bad, those are like the head in the ass people. <laughs> you got to coin that. That's, a good, <laughs> that's great. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, and you wrote a book, Happy's the New Rich. What, what had you write that book? What's that about? Oh, man. So that book is just, um, it's a book full of notes that I, that I took to remind myself of how I should have handled situations or how I should have viewed certain situations throughout my life that troubled me. It's a lot of dating stuff. It's a lot of work stuff. It's a lot of self image and self esteem and food and all the things that trip people up. Like relationships is a big one work and your relationship with money and your relationship with work. Uh, procrastination. It's just things that I was like, you know what, if I had looked at it this way, my life would have been a little different at this point in time, not long term, like my whole life. I'm just saying like right now would have been different if I looked at it this way. So it was just like reminders for myself. And that book was born of thousands of those notes. I took about 600 of what I thought were the best ones. There was a lot of garbage in my notes. Believe me, there was a lot of mm -hmm. absolute, like I couldn't even, didn't even make any sense. <laughs> like I didn't even know if it was in English. And I took, I kept whittling it down till I got it to what I got it to. And I felt like there's not a page in that book that you can turn to that you're not going to relate to at some point or have related to in your life. And I think that the book was just, I put it out to help people. It's again, going back to the trolls, like God forbid you sell something that tries to help people. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You're the worst guy on the planet. 
No problem with selling Captain Morgan. That's that's not a problem. Sell all the Captain Morgan you want, but God forbid you try and put out on the market a book that helps people. The comments were like, "Oh yeah, guy gets rich selling book. Happy as near rich." Okay, dude, I'd make like a dollar a book. What what the fuck? What do you think? I'm selling a fucking million books, posting on my Instagram page. Like, let me do this. Let me have this and enjoy this, and then let me see what happens. Like my my sole intention for the book was to get my thoughts together and in a package that I could hand to my son at some point and say, here, dude, here's everything I know about being a decent human being up to this point in my life. I keep learning. I'm still learning, obviously, like, like most of us, but at least if something happened to me, I could hand that to him. And then I, then my standards were like, all right, if I get this book on like 50 people's desk throughout the world, like I'll have, I'll have felt like I've, I've made an impact. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the book sold way more than 50. And it really, honestly, you couldn't write a book like that for money. There was so much sweat and tears and blood in that book. That book was not written for money and it couldn't have been written for money. It would have come out totally differently. Mm-hmm. Money is not a motivator for, for stuff like that. That was a, that was a passion project that I was done writing six months before I was done writing it. Like every day was like a, a, agony i wanted to be done so bad but it wasn't good enough yet i had to keep pushing and keep rewriting and editing and formatting and you know should we put this page next to this page or that page and what should we have the first it was like such a process but at the end of the day it was worth it and i feel satisfied with it and i'm looking forward to the next project whatever that is you know again i keep coming back to this thing of like we can stay quiet we can fear those voices you know there's this like kind of bell curve of the population that just wants to just shut up and stay in line stay in your lane and then there's those people that press publish they put stuff out there they voice their opinions and uh i just i have a hard time listening to people that don't publish the, i just it yeah. just doesn't really resonate with me but if you press publish then i'm going to listen to you like yeah what you've gone through something you had the guts to put something out there you put your heart and soul into something I want to hear what you have to say. I, I'm going to value your opinion way more because you've, you've crossed that threshold and you've made yourself vulnerable in that place, but you've done it from a place of service. And uh, I'm just uh, appreciating that. And if I'm listening, you know, if I'm for the guy that's out there listening and you've been sitting on this idea for a book or sitting on an, even if it's just a blog or whatever, like just start, just start publishing. Um, if there's anything to take away from the, the conversation we've had here today is like, People are going to hate no matter what. So what? Go go focus on the people you want to help and just help them as much as you can. That's what I want to get out there. Yeah, you know you know the the rapper Logic. Uh, I'm going to lie and say yes. Oh great! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> glad we have that in common. Um, no, he's. I'm honestly not the biggest fan of his music. He makes cool songs, but his message as an artist is this, and it was it's unreal. First of all. I met a guy when I was 15, when I was in a band, who told me that no matter how bad you think your song is, play it anyway, because every band that writes a song, like the thing that they hold on to is that that song didn't exist before you wrote it, and now it does, or that drawing didn't exist before you drew it. It doesn't matter if it's bad or not, because the world has now been enriched by your creativity, for better or for worse. doesn't matter. It's not up to you know, everybody, what, whether to, to judge the quality of your work, which leads me to my next point. Logic said, and this actually changed the way that I, I ran my page, my, my tanks and Atra page. He said that he was fearful to put out music, even up to the last album. And I think this is his fourth album because every time he put an album out, it would go online and read the reviews. Now 
intellectually, you know that people rarely write a review on the internet unless it's something negative, right? Right. So you sell, like I sold, let's say, I think it was like 10,000 books. I have 114 reviews on Amazon. That means there was a lot of people who read the book and either felt good about it and didn't need to, they felt satisfied with their good reaction to it or just felt indifferent. Um, even though it's not 114 neg negative reviews, it's like five. So out of 10,000 books, five are negative. Mm -hmm. And I think about those five a lot. I'm not going to lie. So right. logic, <laughs> obviously, logic said what he realized was when he when he made this music and he put it out and people went online to talk about the fact that they didn't like it. He felt this immense relief because he realized, oh, you don't like the music? Oh, good. I didn't make it for you. Wow. wow. What? Yeah, like I didn't make it for the people who don't like it. I made it for me and the people who do. Holy shit, dude. That was like, wow. Yeah, I didn't make this meme for you. You don't think it's funny? I didn't make it for you. I made it for the guy who's laughing off of his couch. That's right. who I made it for. That, that's it, right? Is it, if we're doing everything and like, what do I have to do to be liked? Uh, man, that's that's where I'm most miserable is when I'm trying oh, to be liked. But if I come back to like, what would really help me? Or what's going to really help, you know, I talked to a client today, what's going to really help him? I'm, there's a lot of certainty there. I feel really confident in that place. And then it gets really focused, but I, I find that the, the, that's the work that has the most resonance with others. That's, that's where I get the good feedback from. Sure. And, and the way that I know that I didn't make the song for you or the meme for you is because you didn't like it. Like, that's, that's the marker. Just let it go. Yeah. Just let it go. Was it, obviously, it wasn't for you. It was for somebody else. Which is fine. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of with this whole thing. I'm sure you know there's and the, and the more introspective you are, the more sensitive you are, the more you probably do want people to like you. And while you you know you may come off as confident or unaffected, nothing gets by me. I'm a very observant person. It's just a matter of what I do with it, and I'm trying to get better at um, focusing on what goes right and not discounting, but just not harping on what goes wrong. Right. Beautiful. There's a lot to a lot to learn from the negative too. Yeah, there's a lot to learn. But I again I, I love your, your sense of play and a sense of service in there. It takes a lot of you you're demonstrating it takes a lot of guts to have a big heart in this world right now. And and that's that's what I appreciate. You know, I don't I don't see a lot of puff up, screw you, I don't care. Like you acknowledge, hey, it stings. I think about the negative. I think about the, the jabs that come at me, but I'm not gonna stop. And uh that's what I'm appreciating. That's what I'm that's what I'm taking away from me and I want the listener to to grasp too. So uh, George Resch, Gollum Tank Sinatra online. This book is called Happy is the New Rich. You can check them out on Instagram at Tank Sinatra as well as Tank's Good News. George, thanks for talking today, man. No problem, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks for asking some good questions. If these interviews are helping you, then please visit The New Man on iTunes and leave us a positive review so others can discover the show more easily. Thanks for listening.